the most recent campaign I did with this particular brand was actually close to $8,000 for a post. From $200 for five posts to $8,000 for one post, I mean, I came a pretty long way since then, and I believe that you will go very far as well. Welcome to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and Q&A sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full-time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. Hello, creators. Welcome back to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. As we have mentioned in the last episode, there are so many different ways for creators to monetize their online influence, their personal brand, and their reach. One of the main ones being brand deals. So one of the most commonly asked questions is how to calculate your rates. This topic is a bit of the wild, wild west. It's a little bit all over the place, if I were to be honest, and there's not really like a lot of information out there or a lot of transparency. There are some creators who do share their rates here and there, and I do really commend them for sharing that and bringing that transparency. It is up to each influencer whether they want to disclose this information or not. I think it's totally understandable if they don't. And since there isn't a ton of transparency around it, I do want to dedicate this entire episode to at least giving you a rundown of what to consider, how to roughly calculate your rates so that you can get a better idea, a more concrete idea of how you can go about calculating it. I will tell you a little story to encourage you to properly price yourself and charge what you are worth. When I first started, I really didn't know what my time was worth and I didn't value my work very much. I had been working on a product exchange basis for a company whose product that I love. And after a few product exchanges, I finally plucked up the courage to pitch them a paid project. And at around 20,000 followers, I had pitched them $200 for five photos. And two or three out of these five photos actually kind of went viral. And now that I think back on it, it's kind of crazy how low I charged for these posts. I also gave them the images to use however they like, not knowing that you really shouldn't be giving away full rights to your images. Those are some mistakes I have made first starting out, but since then, a lot of things have changed. I have improved a lot in terms of my content creation skills and even the creativity, and my reach has increased by 20-something times since then. And also, most importantly, I finally understand my value and how much my work is worth, and I'm able to properly negotiate a rate that I feel comfortable working with. Since then, I've actually continued to work with this brand multiple times and each time my rates keep increasing because I am better able to price myself now. And the most recent campaign I did with this particular brand was actually close to $8,000 for a post. From $200 for five posts to $8,000 for one post, I mean... I came a pretty long way since then, and I believe that you will go very far as well. And I hope that everything I talk about in this episode will help you along the way. So it really does vary depending on what platform you're talking about. 
TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, blogs, they all have very, very different ways of calculating and different rates because it's a different audience and maybe the retention or the reach is different as well. And the content type also is different. And even on Instagram itself, it varies so much depending on the creator, the brand, the particular campaign, the company's budget overall for marketing, the economy, even how you negotiate, what usage terms are involved, what type of content type it is. These all affect the rate that you might quote a brand when they approach you for a campaign. So before I continue, I really have to remind everyone that it is really different for each person, each niche, and each campaign. And what I'm going to be talking about in this episode is based on US currency and the current going rates in the US as of August 2021. These things can definitely change over time. And even my take on how to calculate rates right now, my opinion on this may change over time as well. So I would say this is representative of how I view this right now, currently. So the current industry standard on Instagram that people generally use to calculate your rates is 1% of your following for a post in US dollars. So for example, if you have 500,000 followers, you can charge $5,000 for a single post. And this is just for a single photo post. It does not include additional deliverables like stories. It doesn't take into account if it's a video or if there are other content usage rights, etc. So you're probably thinking, oh no, I only have 2,000 followers. Can I only charge $20? But even just the props that I get alone are more than that. So absolutely, you should charge more than $20. Even if people tell you like, oh, it should be 1% of your following. This really can vary depending on your content, your niche, and your reach, and all of that. Let's talk about what advertising costs were traditionally in traditional media like magazine, newspapers, and so on. And also, what should go into the cost of an influencer campaign? That will give us a better idea of how to price ourselves. Now, before I go on, I want to say, even if you come up with a number after you finish listening to this episode, that doesn't mean this is the highest you can charge. I am giving you a framework and an idea of how to go about it, but I don't want to limit you at all. A lot goes into negotiating, like how you negotiate a brand deal. And I do cover that extensively inside the full-time influencer program. But today I'm just going to go over the things to consider when deciding your rates versus like how to negotiate the actual brand deals. In a future episode, I can talk more about mindset changes you need to make as an influencer to make more money and negotiate better brand deals because I do think that's sort of a separate topic that deserves its own episode. So I used to think about rates from the 1% perspective as well, but now I have a new approach, especially for creators with a smaller account. As a creator, if you're just starting to calculate your rates and you don't even know what type of packages you should keep in mind, like what kind of price offerings you should give to brands, uh, I would suggest you to start with pricing for a package of one post and one story, meaning like a still photo, and another package of one video, one story, whether that's an in-feed video or a reel. And reels are really highly requested by brand campaigns right now, so it's good to also price that out. And then also just the pricing of a single set of stories. 
And just to clarify, when I say one story, I mean one set of stories, and usually that one set includes three to four frames. So these are the three pricing packages that I would suggest you start calculating first, and then go from there. These are probably the most common types of deliverables that you will be asked, especially in the beginning,、uh, before you have established a relationship with a brand, and before they would ask you to, you know, do multiple posts. They probably want you to test one post and then one story first and see how it goes, and then go from there. Once you have formulated the approximate range that you want to charge for these three sets, then you can start thinking about how much you would charge if they wanted two posts and two stories, or one post and three stories. You know, it could be a number of different combinations, but these are the base that you can go off of. I personally have a range and an idea of what I would charge for each of those three sets, and depending on the campaign and the other terms involved, then I would quote the company individually what I think would be an appropriate quote for that particular campaign. And I want to say that I don't agree with sending rate sheets. There are brands that will ask you for rate sheets, but I personally feel like it. Did me a disservice to send out my rate sheets because even if you make it very very clear that this is only your current rates and that they may change in the future, what I have found is that psychologically, once you have named your price and set your price, it becomes a lot harder for you to convince them later down the line why you are now charging more and why they should be paying you more for the same work. Even if your reach has increased, you kind of have to explain yourself again. And I've had some experiences with that, and that's why I personally do not recommend sharing a rate sheet to sort of box yourself in. There are people out there who will disagree with me. There may be some influencer coaches or some brands or PR representatives who will disagree. But this is just my take and my opinion on this. You can decide whether you want to send brands or PR companies your rate sheets or not. For the sake of time in this episode, I won't be going too much in depth into how to charge for whitelisting or content usage rights. They do come up quite a lot, but across the board, there is no general consensus on how to charge for these. And every single person that I've asked has come up with like an entirely different number. So I just don't feel comfortable sharing like, oh, you should charge a percentage or you should charge a, a X dollar amount. Uh, so when I have more clarity on that, I definitely will make another episode to talk about that as well. So let's get back to the industry standard of using the one percent method to calculate your rates. For me, the problem with using the one percent method to calculate rates lies in the fact that everyone has different skill sets and audiences, and even accounts with the same follower count have entirely different reach rates. Definition time. Reach rate means the total amount of people you are reaching relative to your follower count. So, if you have thirty thousand followers and you reach ten thousand of them, then you have a thirty-three percent reach rate. So, I think it's important to reconsider the one percent approach and really break things down into two main factors when you're considering your rates. Number one is the cost of content creation, and number two is your account reach, or maybe I should. Phrase it as the CPM of your audience, so the cost per mils, the cost per thousand impression 
on your page because this could vary a lot for different creators depending on how targeted your audience is, what age range your audience is, and so on and so forth. So just to quickly explain what I mean by that, if a brand is talking about a finance product, let's say, and you have a very specific niche targeted small audience of people interested in the finance topic, then I would imagine your cost per mil, your CPM would be so much higher than let's say an influencer who has a larger following, but then their audience is much more general and they follow them for a little bit of everything. So it's not as targeted and it's also not an audience with a lot of buying power. So then the CPM would go down. So that's what I mean by um, considering your CPM. First though, let's talk about the cost of content creation. Whether you choose to hire a photographer or you do it yourself, there are costs involved with content creation. And I feel like that's often overlooked by both brands and influencers. Brands would be like, well, I need to get back a certain number of sales for me to justify paying you X amount. Wrong. You can justify charging X amount because of the time and effort you put into your content creation. Now, if you hire a photographer, you should count that as part of your fees. If you shoot things and edit things yourself, then you need to think about how many hours a post usually takes you and how much you would charge per hour purely for content creation. We cannot exclude that part of charging for a campaign. You can also include the planning, the setup, and even the caption writing because after all, captions are a type of content, right? And that all takes time. So if you're wondering, well, how much should I charge per hour? Again, I hate to say this, but it really varies a lot. It varies based on your experience. It, it varies based on even your camera gear and so on. It makes a lot of sense because how much you would charge for a pure content creation gig would be very different if you only used an iPhone camera versus a full frame professional camera, whether it's like a DSLR like Canon 5D Mark IV or a mirrorless like a Sony A7R IV it would really bump up the prices if you have that professional gear. I did a quick Google search just now and it says that photographers charge a range of 100 to 350 an hour, but I would say that that range could be a lot wider than that actually. How much you would charge for a simple edit or no edit at all would also be very different to how you charge for a nicely or professionally edited image that requires paid software like Lightroom Desktop, Photoshop, and Premiere Pro. And speaking of video editing softwares like Premiere Pro, creating videos is a whole nother realm than just creating still photos. So naturally the content type, meaning whether it's like a photo or a video will also affect your rates a lot. Now there is no hard rule in terms of like how much more you should charge for a video, but generally people say it should be, you know, at least 50% more in terms of your rates. So let's say if you charge $200 to make a photo, then you should charge at least $300 for a video. And also the time spent coming up with a marketing plan and the level of creativity involved should also all be considered. 
This is something that people would normally pay extra for. If you can come up with a super unique content, if you are an ultra creative content creator, then your content holds additional value beyond what most people would create. Because if someone is doing a very simple photo where they're just holding a product or just showcasing a product very simply, it would be very different to if you came up with a whole creative concept and you duplicated yourself and um, it, it's very ingenious in terms of the concept and so on and so forth. So I hope all of those things will help give you an idea of what to consider when you are calculating your rates just for the content creation aspect of a campaign. To quickly sum it up, you could charge the content creation aspect in terms of what you have to pay a photographer or you can consider how many hours it would take for you to create an average sponsored post and decide on your rates that way. And if you have any additional special skills or paid software or creative concepts or marketing plan that's involved here or even like specially crafted captions, then those are all things that you can charge a little extra for. Hey, I want to take a moment to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying the Full-Time Influencer Podcast, I would really appreciate if you could just take one minute to leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Your support really helps us to get seen and continue producing quality interviews and episodes for you. All right, now back to the show. All right, now that we have covered how to calculate rates for the content creation aspect of an influencer campaign, now let's talk about your reach and your CPM. Just as a reminder, CPM is cost per mil, and that is the dollar value per thousand impressions. First, you want to determine how much reach you have on average per post or per reel, depending on what you are trying to price. And then think about what your rates are per thousand impressions. So in order to understand how to price your CPM, we do want to look at some traditional media costs. According to a website called topdraw.com, here are some of the average cost per thousand impressions for various traditional platforms. For a billboard, it is around $13 to $22 per thousand impressions. For radio, it is $10 to $20. For newspaper, it's $10 to $45. And for network TV, it's around $20 to $30. And the next few numbers really shocked me. For magazine, it's about $140 to $1,300 per thousand impression. Now that is very costly. And for direct mail, it's around $500 to $1,000 per thousand impressions. Damn, I had no idea some of these numbers were so high, but it's really good to know because then you can have something to, as a benchmark to compare to when you are thinking about your CPM. For advertisers, their goal is to get as much targeted eyeballs on their products and on their message as possible at the lowest cost. So if you can understand what the traditional costs for advertising are, you would be able to better price yourself and your reach. Now let's compare that to current online advertising costs in 2021, according to various different platforms. So first, Google search ads has a pretty high CPM. It is $38 per thousand impressions. So it's kind of understandable though, because Google search is 
very specific. Like people are already searching for a targeted topic. So if you're able to show up under a Google search, then it's probably worth paying for. After that, you also have Facebook ads and Instagram ads. These are both priced around eight to nine dollars per thousand impressions. The good thing about Facebook and Instagram also is that they are pretty targeted. You can create Facebook ad campaigns that target specific interests, geographic locations, age ranges, and um, whatever this person has engaged with, and so on. So that's probably why the average CPM for Facebook and Instagram ads are slightly higher compared to some other ads that I'm going to talk about. But keep in mind, you know, this also varies a lot depending on what your niche and what your market is. Next, in terms of the cost, is Twitter ads and LinkedIn ads. These are both around six to seven dollars per thousand impressions. I admit I'm not familiar with these platforms, so I can't really comment too much more on that. And I actually missed out on this one. Pinterest ads is actually thirty dollars per thousand impressions. Now that was a lot more expensive than I thought, but those are just some numbers to give you a sense of what various costs are to advertisers. As you have just heard, the cost to advertise can really vary depending on the different platforms, and also it really varies depending on the different industries as well. With influencers, I also think it can vary a lot depending on where you are based and what your audience makeup is. This is why I keep saying that influencer marketing is. Very powerful because if a brand can find the right influencer with a very targeted audience and really good reach, then they are hitting a jackpot. They get to get the content for their use on social media, but they also get to reach a very specific audience that are interested in specific topics through a person that they know, like, and trust. The key difference that makes influencer marketing so powerful relative to other forms of marketing is actually the trust that the influencer has been able to build with their audience, because they show up all the time, they share a lot of their personal lives, and they are genuine and authentic. This is a relationship that has been built over a long time, and that's something that is valuable for brands to tap into. It is not easy for a brand to be able to develop that personal relationship with other people, but it's a lot easier for a person and a very approachable and relatable person to develop that relationship, right? This is also why I don't advertise often, and I rarely get my audience to swipe up or buy something, because for me that trust is precious, and I don't want to break the trust that I have with my audience by recommending a product that I don't believe in or that I cannot vouch for. And each time that I show up to recommend something to my audience, I want to make sure that it is a good choice for them and that it is something I can stand by. I'll share an example with you. Actually, I had a brand that I love and had an amazing time working with. Ask me if I can do a story campaign with four slides total for the price of one set of stories, and that is pretty normal. It's industry standard to do one story、uh, with three to four slides per per set. But when they sent over the details, actually they wanted me to post 
two stories per day on separate days of the week, with a total coming to four slides. Now, when I look at this, I would consider this as two story campaigns instead of just one with a total of four slides. Even if it's only two slides per story set and it comes to a total of four slides, the reason is because each time I show up and vouch for a company each day that I do that and ask my audience to swipe up, that is leveraging the trust that they have in me. And I don't take it lightly. So if a brand wants me to show up on stories on separate occasions, on separate days, so that my audience is seeing this message twice on separate occasions, I will have to charge as if it is a campaign with two story sets, two slides each, versus one story set, four slides total separated on two days. So I politely and professionally explained this to them and they agreed so it worked out well for this particular campaign. But I wanted to use this as an example to illustrate to you what I mean when I really take the trust I have with my audience seriously. Influencers have a relationship with their audience and trust. And those are the hardest things to come by for all marketers, especially in this day and age where on average, we see 5,000 plus ads per day. Okay, so now that we have discussed why influencer marketing is particularly valuable, you can now use some of the numbers that I have just listed for uh, traditional marketing costs and, and also other uh, ad platforms like Instagram ads or Google search ads and get a sense of what you might price your CPM at. Now, that would, again, look very different depending on what your audience is, uh, where they are based in the world, you know, what currency and what their buying power is, and then also if it's a right fit for the brand that is trying to work with you, and if the age is the right age range, and if the gender is the right target gender as well. So a lot of these factors would go into the pricing of your CPM. So I am not trying to say that you need to decide on one number for your CPM, let's say like $30 or $50 for your CPM, and then only stick to that number. I'm actually just using a lot of these other marketing costs, advertising costs to give you a sense of what might be reasonable. And if you find that you are charging a brand roughly, let's say $5 per thousand impressions, then you know that you are absolutely undercharging, right? That's even cheaper than a Twitter ad or a LinkedIn ad per thousand impressions. So you definitely need to be upping your price. But what range is actually reasonable and suitable? You kind of have to decide over time and over uh, a few negotiations. And also you can ask some of your peers, if you have someone you're close enough with, you're comfortable sharing rates with, you can have a discussion and see what kind of reach they have versus how much they charge to get a sense of what sort of CPM they are charging. I don't think there are a lot of influencers who think about their rates in terms of CPM at all. Um, there are influencers who think about it in terms of content creation because that's the most direct and straightforward way. And then also follower count because that's the most obvious number. But I do think it's important to just take a look at your CPM and make sure it's a reasonable range. 
For me, I would look at a range of between $20 to $50. And I know that range is kind of large, but I would say if it goes beyond $50, then it's probably getting quite expensive, right? Uh, compared to all the other marketing advertising costs that they could opt for, if they're going to pay a lot of dollars for every thousand impression, it would start to not make as much sense for them to hire the influencer unless there's a lot of value in terms of the brand association or the content itself. If this is all sounding very vague to you right now, let me try to give you an example. Let's just say there is a creator who is very experienced and this person has been shooting content for three years and has 100,000 followers. This person has professional camera gear and does creative work and it takes an average of six hours to create each post from the planning to the prepping to the shooting, editing and the caption crafting. And the hourly rate would be up to the creator, but since this person has creative concepts, good gear, let's say it's around $300 per hour, right? On the slightly higher end of what we Googled before. That is an $1,800 minimum for the content creation itself, not including the reach and also any other usage rights and terms and so on. Now let's take a look at the CPM. Let's say that this person is in the photography niche and they regularly talk about this particular topic. They are considered an expert in their area and their audience regularly asks them for advice on the topic of photography. And if the brand is, you know, looking for this type of audience, then it would be a really good fit. And let's also say that this person is based in the US and their audience is aged around 20 to 40. So they have some buying power. Okay. Then let's assume that on average, this person gets around 40,000 impressions per post. That's a pretty good engagement rate. I would say pretty good reach rate. And so if we take the 40,000 impressions and times that by a CPM of say $40, you would get a number of $1,600 just for the reach. And then plus the $1,800 for the content creation, it comes to around $3,200. Now $3,200 is 3.2% of the 100,000 followers. Now 3.2% is a lot higher than the traditional 1% that people are telling us to charge, right? But this is assuming that this person has a really healthy reach rate, very engaged audience, and creates awesome content. Now, let's consider an opposite scenario. Let's say an account with 300,000 followers has only 10% reach, which is really low, by the way, that it, those are not very good numbers, and whose content quality is average, and followers are not particularly targeted, then I would say this person should probably charge lower rates, to be honest, because if you're not reaching a lot of your audience, then your follower account is just a vanity metric. And if you're not providing enough additional value through your content, like the, the creativity of the content, for example, then it's really hard to justify anything above the 1% rate. What value is it that you're actually providing to brands and why should they hire you, right? 
I'm not trying to put anybody down or like have anyone undervalue themselves, but I think it's important to consider your rates depending on the value you provide with your content and also your reach. Also, keep in mind that as you grow your following, your reach rate generally tends to decrease. Although it should not be as drastic as the example that I just gave, where it's like 10%. But basically, this is why smaller influencers can charge a much higher percentage relative to their follower count compared to larger accounts. I know creators with 40,000 followers who would charge 5% of their following, which is $2,000. But if someone like me charged 5% of my following for a single post, that would be like. $26,000, which is not impossible, but highly unlikely and quite frankly, a little bit too high and a little bit absurd. If it includes content usage rights, whitelisting, or posting on other platforms, or exclusivity, etc., that would be a different conversation, however. I wanted to create this episode because too often I see creators being taken advantage of and they don't know how to value their work or how to price themselves. But on the flip side, there's also a different kind of phenomenon that I'm seeing sometimes where influencers are overcharging, but maybe they don't fully understand the value that they bring to the table and whether it's actually worthwhile for the brand. And I bring this up not to put anybody down or to have anyone undervalue themselves, absolutely not. But I bring this up because I think understanding how to charge a healthy amount, a fair amount, is important for the influencer marketing industry to continue to thrive. When influencers become way too expensive and it just doesn't make any sense, Then the advertising dollars will eventually go elsewhere, and it would actually not be a good thing for the whole industry in general. And as much as I think people should value themselves highly and charge what they're worth, I don't think that means that they should take advantage of brands or that they should just milk as much as they can out of brands while they can. After all, influencer marketing is thriving because. Influencers currently offer a lot of value to brands, right? And the cost is still quite effective for a lot of brands. But when that is not the case, where it becomes unreasonable to pay influencers the rate that they are asking for, then that may cause a general decline in this industry. And that is definitely not something I want to see. And so I hope that this whole episode also helps people to really think about. You know, are they charging the right amount and are they offering the value that a brand is looking for and is it a fair price to charge? At the end of the day, you need to decide for yourself how to price your time and your work and what type of payment or brand deals are worthwhile for you. Maybe you have a full time job and you don't need the extra money, so you set your rates extra high and you only accept a few gigs. Or maybe you need to build your portfolio, so you're willing to negotiate your rates down a bit in order to get more volume in the beginning and ensure a certain amount of income. That ultimately is up to you and depends on your strategy that you want to use for your online personal brand. And it also depends on your negotiation skills, right? 
Some people choose to monetize their account at a smaller following and consistently get income over time. And other people choose to grow their following first to really build up that influence and trust first before trying to monetize so that they're more likely to get a yes and they don't need to spend a lot of time trying to pitch and convince brands that they are worth paying. No matter what your approach is with monetizing your account, I just hope that this episode helped to give you some clarity on how to calculate your rates and a rough framework or reference to go off of. Remember that ultimately it is up to you to decide what your work and time is worth. It really varies across the board, like I have mentioned multiple times, and there may be other people with different approaches to how to Uh, calculate their rates, which is totally okay. This is just an updated way that I have gone about thinking about my rates versus the traditional 1%. And I think this has worked pretty well for me thus far. And I hope it is helpful for you too. Thanks again for tuning in to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it. And I'll see you in the next one.